Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Castlevania The Adventure on Game Boy. Castlevania The Adventure for Game Boy was developed and released by Konami in Japan in October of 1989. It was released in North America in December of 89. And uh, all I could find for PAL Territories was 1991. <laughs> Just a big middle finger. Yeah, pretty much. Now, one of the chief programmers on this game was Masato Megawa, and he left uh, the company not too long after to start Treasure Games Oh, okay. and became their CEO. Nice. And uh, they're best known for, you know, the Wario World, uh, Gunstar Heroes, and uh, Sin and Punishment. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Castlevania The Adventure came out after Castlevania 2, but right before Castlevania 3 in the United States. Okay, I was wondering where it landed in the chronology like that. But it came out at the exact same time as 3 in Japan. Mm. Same month, I think. Okay. Which I find, well, I don't know if I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This game is known in Japan as Dracula Densetsu, or The Legend of Dracula. Mm. And this game is a prequel to the all the other Castlevania games we've experienced so far. Okay. Uh, you star as Christopher Belmont in this one. Yeah, I was kind of puzzled for a little while because it doesn't say his name in the manual at all. Oh, okay. So uh, I well, was like, yeah. if you want to learn more about Christopher Belmont, uh, there was a comic book made by IDW that explores his story. It was released back in 2005. Huh. No kidding. Okay. I think it's a full miniseries. So. Oh, wow. Have fun reading that. Nick, what kind of game is Castlevania The Adventure? Well, it's a side-scrolling Castlevania game. So you get the, you know, what that entails with the whip. The, yeah. The, you well, know, you're jumping. Is as very... we said before, you are Christopher Belmont. You are a Belmont, which gives you access to the famed vampire killer. Oh, yeah. Now, in this game, you can jump. And it is a Castlevania jump, kind of. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of this jump, but we'll save that for later, I guess. But Oh, let's get into it right now. Oh, okay. It's, I mean... Because this is a deceptive jump, if you are used to all of the other Castlevania games. It has many of the same characteristics. You have a fixed distance mm -hmm. and arc um, and it's that standard once you commit you're in your jump yeah yeah the difference is this is not the long low castlevania jump right right christopher is a high jumping short man he, he jumps really high and very uh short distance right it's a weird arc that you get but i don't know i just found the timing of it to be very slow like more so than a normal castlevania well, every the timing of everything in this castlevania <laughs> is very slow yes but you also can attack and you attack with your whip yeah the famed vampire killer oh yeah and uh, it's got another weird mechanic in this game yeah you uh you know you start with the leather whip uh, as usual but very classic now you get these little orbs that power it up to uh, up to three times, where the second one will give you a you know ball and chain kind of thing. Yeah, like the before. chain whip. And then the third one, you get the full spread and it shoots a fireball. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. The flame whip. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, on paper that sounds awesome, and it is for you know about 10, 15 seconds, <laughs> because there is one downfall to this system, and that is for some inexplicable reason they have gone and pulled a 
Blaster Master. Yeah. And every time you get hit, you lose one of these power levels on your whip. Yeah, which uh, will happen pretty quick if you're me. Um, I spent most of my time with this game using the leather whip, unfortunately. Uh, which is a pretty awful whip. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm like, that's like the worst part of Blaster Master. Why did they pull that? Is this another anti-rental thing, you think? Or the, or just padding? I don't know, to make because I don't really remember rental market being very large for Game Boy games. Yeah, me either. So, yeah. Weird. Um, one huge difference between this and other Castlevanias is the fact there are no stairs. Mm-hmm. Now you get ropes that you climb vertically. That's a plus in my book. Because yeah, the stairs actually, are always kind of a tricky, tricky little scenario in most Castlevanias. Yeah, that's one of the more difficult, uh, you know, tropes that you go up against to in those games. So here you just don't have to deal with it. You get nice little ropes and it makes for a kind of a tighter level design in certain uh, factors. Now, on the downside, the jumping from rope to rope or off of ropes is a little weird. Yeah, it is. It's uh, also that very shallow jump. And you, you always have to be a lot higher on the rope than you think you are. Oh, yeah. need to be if you want to <laughs> move any any sort of lateral direction from it. Agreed. Now, in this game, you have uh, health, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's not just, uh, you know, one hit, you're dead. Right, right. Um, you have your health bar is like, what, eight, I think, maybe ten, something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, you can uh, replenish it with, uh, what do you, you get, hearts, right? In this one, it is hearts. There's no food to be found in the game at all. Yeah. It's a... And the hearts and the orbs and any other power-up are all going to be found in candles. Uh, yeah, just, just like you uh, might expect. Yes. In addition to health, you know, sometimes found in those uh, candles that you just hate. (laughs) The Belmonts are a candle-hating clan. Candle slayers from the beginning. But you can also find a rare and coveted one-up in them. Mm -hmm. And this is not a tiny Simon Belmont or his head. No, it's like a little one-up. It says one-up. Yeah. It's like your third option. Yeah, yeah. You get three lives, and you also have continues. Mm-hmm. And I think it's unlimited continues. Yeah. And they start you back at the beginning of the level. So, you know, not too rough. No. Nah. And finally, the candles will also drop points in a couple different forms. Yeah, you get those like coins um, or the main one. Um, the points, uh, they do give you extra men. Um, you'll get your first one at 10,000 hit points mm-hmm. and uh, every 20,000 points after that. So they okay. at least do something. And and not so finally, I forgot about the cross. Yeah, which yeah. is extremely important. In yeah, fact, yeah. I feel this game was poorly designed around its use. <laughs> well, or yeah. maybe its implementation was then a afterthought due to the poor design to of the game. Re- repair. Yeah. Well, yeah. In this game, um, unlike previous Castlevanias where the cross is a screen killer, this is an invincibility power up. You get like what five seconds, maybe, maybe yeah. longer. But the th- the real key factor is they're usually placed in an area where you just have to run through things. Yeah. Like it is, oh, there's something spawning that would kill me at the rope. But if I get the cross, I can climb the rope safely. It's like a apology. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It it alleviates the need for timing when their timing is close to impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, we could talk about the special weapons real quick because there are none. Yeah. Uh, that was a real, I was like, what? Like, come on, guys. Uh, that's one of the big parts of, like, I don't know, Castlevania. Well, it's one of the many parts that are missing were... from this Castlevania. You know what's not, though, is the timer. Oh, yeah, there is a timer. I never ran out of time, though. Um, no. So I, I did know. cheat a lot, though, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, maybe that's not the most <laughs> reliable opinion. Nick, I uh, didn't even bother to check, but I know this game probably has a manual. It does. Konami is a great company, 
But I can't really imagine what all could be in this manual. There's a not a lot in this game. And there's not a lot in the manual. It's weighing in at a whopping six pages. Um, <laughs> That's I would I would hesitate to even call that a manual. That's it, more of a pamphlet. Uh, yeah, it could have been a fold out poster. It very um, well could saved have. some staples. But it's uh, it's black and white. Um, mm-hmm. You get a bunch of art. Uh, like they draw pictures of the items. Okay. And you do get nine enemies that are illustrated. Well, are there more than nine enemies in this game? It includes the bosses. At first, I was like, well, you get some of them. But then when I was playing through, I was like, I think you get them all pretty much. There might be one or two that I didn't know. But they have funny uh, little descriptions and names. The art's pretty decent, too. All right. I will say that, you know, this is Konami uh, at peak punnage. So there's some goofy jokes in here and stuff. But uh, nothing too. They don't make up for the brevity? No. I mean, there's a lot of, like, you'll find... uh, that there's danger dead ahead or, you know, mm. like dead end or you know, serious, dead serious, you know, these kind of jokes. But, you know, whatever. Um, I did think it was weird that they call all the bosses the primary evils. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, but, yeah, you get that. You get very little uh, story or anything. It's just like, Dracula's back and you got to beat him. At no point does it ever even say the words Christopher, Bell, or Belmont. Because hmm. at first I was like, I remember, I, I couldn't remember the name. I was like, I, I thought I remembered it being a Belmont, a named one. And it wasn't in the manual, but, I, you know, looking at other stuff, I found it. But Yeah, I guess they were planning on that comic coming out yeah. 15 well, <laughs> years later or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's, I mean, for six pages, it tells you how to play the game, which is pretty simple. So it does that effectively. Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Um, basically none. I, I feel like I remember playing it vaguely, but I never owned it or, you know, beat it for, that's for certain. I own it <laughs> and I have since college actually. Okay. It was one of the many, uh, giftings from people that were like, oh, you still like these games? I have a bunch <laughs> of them here. Have some. Oh, cool. And I think I played it maybe once and a half. It was just in it's, the collection yeah. and I, you know, tried it out and I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get to this later. It didn't capture me right away. Right. But I didn't even realize all of the faults with it in that short <laughs> short playthrough. Okay. Or playtime. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, you know, leads us to today. Yes. So what is your more recent experience with this game? Um, I, I beat this game. In uh, one day, I heavily cheated because it sucks. Okay. And I just wanted to get through Spoiler it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, sorry, guys. I played this game a few times. And I tried to beat it legit to begin with because yeah, I, I didn't, did. I didn't yeah. know what was going on. Yeah. And I mean, I'm playing on my Game Boy Pocket, you know, yeah. screen tilted to the light. <laughs> and at first I was really into it because I was like, man, this music's really good. These backgrounds yeah. are awesome. And then, you know, I got, I guess, to the 32nd of play and realized <laughs> I was losing my power ups. Yeah. There were no daggers or boomerang crosses to be found. And then I gave up on trying to play it legit. It's heartbreaking. So as with you, I did save state my way through this game, especially in the crazy jumping parts. Yeah, yeah. It was an unsatisfying way to beat this game, but I don't know if it deserved much better. (laughs) Here we are in the general chat portion of our show once again. And I'd like to start by saying that this jump is the most perplexing thing I've encountered in a long time. Yeah, I don't know why they went this way. I mean, did they like build the levels and then be like, well, now fit the jump to it? Like, and try to keep it similar to Castlevania? It's a weird, weird choice. Man. And, you know, Konami is synonymous with 
great games and wonderful play control. Even in games that I'm not a huge fan of, you know, yeah, all yeah. of it, I have no fault with, you know, their their programming usually. Yeah, I mean, it is a it is a mystery because I mean, clearly this game leans more heavily on platforming than most other Castlevanias. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, it just goes against everything that I want to do with a Belmont. Yeah, I I was like the jump. Alone. That's one of the things I wrote too. I was like, why Castlevania? If you wanted to make this game, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like and the the speed of everything is of, of Belmont, his attacks and his jump is just so mind-numbingly slow. Yeah, I mean, and this is even by Castlevania standards, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there is a difference between deliberate and frustratingly slow. But, you know, like you kind of mentioned before, the backgrounds look really good. Yeah, they're really nice. With the exception of the third level, which just doesn't have one. But uh, Man, really, it's pretty sparse. But the other ones are really cool. They definitely develop an atmosphere, and they let yeah. you know where you're at. And they do a good job of showing off the graveyard or the, mm-hmm. the inside mm-hmm. of the castle. And then on top of that, the music is really good. It's probably my favorite thing about this game, actually. Yeah, you get a lot of your classic Castlevania songs or inspired by songs. Yeah, they're like remixed, kind of. Yeah. You'll hear some from Castlevania 2 and some other ones I remember recognizing. I was like, but oh, in cool. that awesome uh, Game Boy stereo sound. Yeah, yeah. And they really, really are cool. That's one of my favorite things of this game. Now, one of my other nitpicks about this game is that the animations all seem really lackluster. Yeah, I mean, you're... Your sprite looks okay, and I'll give him props for him not being huge. Yeah, but the problem I have is it looks like he's just, I don't know, like forwards moonwalking all the time. And, it's a very yeah. weird shuffle. Well, and like there's certain times where it's like when you're in the, especially when you have the leather whip, I feel like when you're in the middle of your whip animation, I'm like, yeah, it just looks like a garble of pixels. Like it yeah. doesn't really look like much. And on top of that, who are these enemies? They are not from any Castlevania game I know or like. Yeah, they're weird. Uh, there's a bunch of weird enemies, and there's no uh, armors, armor knights. No, and there there are guys no... that kind of act like them. So I'm like, why didn't you just put them in? There's none of the bone columns, yeah, or no, no. skeletons. None of your classic enemies or bosses appear in this game. You do get some bats, but they act a little weird. They look dif- act differently than they would classically. Mm-hmm. But there are still other things I do like about the game, and there's a lot of what I think are really cool design ideas and level ideas that would have worked awesomely in a different Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah. There's things I wish I like they would have brought back, uh, like the spike closing levels to yeah, make the platforms. That's kind of a cool idea. Well, they have a, that whole level really. They, they really, I'm like, okay, these are some unique ideas for spike hazards. You know, um, definitely pretty cool. And I like the idea that there are maybe some secret areas. Uh, which we didn't mention before, that yeah. are just walk through, or you know, it's a yeah. false wall. You I can jump didn't into. look for these, so I didn't get either of them that I saw when I was doing research later. But mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I also found none of them during my original <laughs> playthrough. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad they're in there, and I, those are different concepts I thought would be cool seen in another Castlevania game. Yeah, but they never resurfaced. Well, the game starts uh, very lackluster when you turn it on. <laughs> there is a no no noise for the Konami logo that comes no, up or no. the Castlevania screen. Yeah, it just goes right into a silent title screen. Mm-hmm. And if you press start, which is your only option, you begin the game. Yes. But then you are treated to that classic Castlevania music. Yeah, yeah. And in true uh, classic Castlevania style, you start out in the woods in front of the castle. Yeah, you're in the forest, trees looking pretty decent, you know. Yeah, and you are introduced to all these mechanics right away. You know, you get a bunch of orbs right off the bat, power that whip up and move forward. 
and I lied, there is a skeleton in here. It is the first thing that will knock off one of those points of <laughs> your whip. They were like little bird skeleton looking enemies. Yeah. I don't know what they're what they're called. Though you are not named, but you will see um pretty quickly in this level, you know, you get some bats and there's some birds, I think, and there are these uh blobs that fall down and turn into you might think those guys are mud men, but the manual names them as mad men. So Oh. Okay. Good, good for them. Um <laughs> But pretty quickly, as you start to, you'll climb some ladders and you'll start going up these some, stairs. Some ropes. Or, you're right, ropes, sorry. Yes. Uh, and uh, they'll have those big eyes rolling down that are literally named Big Eye. And, and they're your standard boulder. Yeah. Well, actually, I lied. They're not that standard because when you whip them, they do kind of explode a little bit. Yeah, but uh, they're they're really not that hard, I think. I mean, you can definitely jump over one on a straight, even path. So yeah. as long as you're on the same height, you can jump over it if for some reason you don't want to destroy it. The only problem is if you have a really tall rope to climb where they're spawning, you have a very good chance of getting hit. But at all those points, they pretty much give you a cross to power through yeah, it. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of them right here in this level at the beginning too. Mm -hmm. So heads up. And then you climb up out of that area and you're into a little more forest. And then up, up, up again, you're dealing with... More of all of the same, the giant balls, yeah. the eyeballs, the, the birds, and whatnot. But then towards the top, I love it because you start getting into like a graveyard area. Yeah. Which is really cool. You know, the graves start appearing. And then in the background is a really nice mountain with a graduated like, you know, sunset kind of looking deal. Yeah, yeah. You get up there and uh, this is about where you start. Is this the platforming area with the little cliffs? Oh man, this part is the worst. Yeah, it's the first time they challenge you to really, really platform here. And, and granted, you're not dying because you just fall down and have to walk back. You know, you're, there's a floor beneath these little uh, ledges you're jumping from. But yeah, they are very thin. And it's like you have to lead off like one foot has to be barely, you know, one pixel on the edge to make it to the I, other. I jump. feel that's like, every jump. Every jump, you must leave way further than you ever would I, imagine. Why can't I mean, A, because you have the weird you know, angle or, or arc of jump, but yeah. it's also just like, you didn't have to make them all so hard. Right. Well, well, this is the first level. Can I just make a few easy jumps? Like it sucks. So once you make it through that weird platforming area of doom, you are right at the first boss and the boss is triggered by picking up a crystal. Yeah. Which is usually what you get after they die. It's kind of a yeah. you know, departure there, but uh, this this boss is a big, weird, evil knight named Gobans. And it is an unusual-looking knight. He's got, like, horns, like, helmet, horned helmet, and he has yes. a little, like, it's uh, like a flail, like a bladed, almost looks like a grappling hook kind of thing. Or I thought of something. it as a flail, but this is definitely not an axe knight or any of those other knights no. you would find in a previous or future game. Yeah, this is a more demonic knight. Um, This guy will, if you get to him with the fireball whip, the fireballs will bounce off him. Oh, He's actually immune to that, but... It doesn't matter, because he's really not tough at all with the, any level of whip. No, generally, you can just whip him. You'll see him about to do his counterattack. It's like whip, retreat, whip, retreat, and then you can kind of... There's some ledges you can use to get on the other side of him, so mm -hmm. it's really just a patience game. Definitely. And hopefully your patience uh, does not run out, and you can beat this guy. Because if you do, you get to move on to stage two. Yeah, this is a cave. Yes, and... I like this cave. Uh, it's a little simple, but it gets the point across. Yeah. I mean, right away, you're going to see a lot of these bats. So you Definitely know what you're getting into. And, uh, they start on the ceiling, though, so you can always see where they're coming from. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, 
you a have this weird jump. B you don't have an axe or anything. Like no. enemies coming down from above you is really a big problem here. Definitely, <laughs> like definitely. And if you don't have like the fireball whip, the fireballs will go through the terrain, so you can hit some of them before you know they're on top of you. But if you don't, it's just it's really hard to get through this area without at least taking one hit. Oh, definitely, because right after your first volley of bats, you get to what would have been the bone towers in any other Castlevania. <laughs> but instead are these weird, I don't even know what they are. They're like mutiny. It looked like there could be a mouth or a hand or both. Mm -hmm. They're named Punaguchi. Okay. And they shoot out a big bouncy ball that, you know, will hurt you. Uh, you can't destroy it, and it just reflects off walls. Yeah. They're kind of a pain, but not too tough. Like, Yeah, luckily they have a kind of a slow pattern. Yeah, well, like and, you. <laughs> yeah. But they are going to be littered throughout this entire level. Sure. You'll also see these uh, sickle-throwing guys. They look like they have kind of a hood on. They're known as Zeldos. Mm. That's so. more towards the bottom. Yeah, and they're they're kind of like the Axe Knights of this game in that they throw out a little sickle. They, you know, It'll either be at a low or high height. And you either have to jump the low one or duck the large, the high one, and then they will return back. True boomerang fashion, so not too tough. No. And then halfway through the level, or actually more closely towards the end, you go across this long, long bridge, which, not a big deal. There are eyeballs coming at you. Again, oh, just avoid them. No. Because these eyeballs, as we said, do explode, and their explosion destroys part of the bridge. Which is a pretty cool mechanic, I think. Agreed. This is one of those things I said should be in another game. Yeah. I guess at some point um, in the caves, there's an area where if you destroy a, an eyeball, it'll open like a hole you can fall into, and there's a secret room in there. Oh. I never found it, but... Nor did I. But yeah, this is a neat little mechanic. Um, so, you know, you try to find that balance between jumping over them or, you know, you don't want to, because you can destroy too big of a gap yeah, to get over easily. So it can be kind of tough if you don't uh, know what you're getting into. And they are coming at you from behind as well. But if you keep your wits, you can move on and you only have a little bit more of the level to go. You go down a little bit and it definitely gets more uh, cavernous through here. And at the very bottom, you get to fight another one of those. Uh, the prime evil. Primary evils. <laughs> Primary evils, that's it. And man, what did you think of this boss? The Undermole? That's what it is, a mole, huh? It's a really gross looking. If you look in the manual, there's a picture of it. It's pretty decent. It's like okay. a hairless, eyeless mole. It looks charming. Well, I thought this boss was charming to fight because it was very easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's in true mole fashion, you kind of just play whack-a-mole where there are four holes in the background and it'll appear in one. And, and only one of them is above your whipping range. Yeah. So three out of four times, if you're standing towards the middle, you can usually whip it before it comes out and does anything to you. Definitely if you have the fire whip. Yeah. But uh, either way, he'll kind of jump out sometimes if you let him go long mm -hmm. enough, I think. Is I think the he only jumps attack. around. Yeah, I, I barely saw it because, again, this guy was so easy. It was a definitely <laughs> a, a welcome, uh, you know, lack of challenge, I guess, <laughs> yeah, after yeah. the end of this level. Now we'll move on to stage three, which is... Uh, I guess a dungeon, kind of. I feel like you're underground working your way over to Castlevania, maybe, you know. Yeah. This area has no real background, but it's a very fortressy, you know. Well, there's it's all brick. And I really like the way the bricks yeah. are done. I don't know. I mean, it's very simple, but they're, I don't, I don't know why. I really like these bricks. <laughs> no, they're good. Uh, it's a good design, uh, sprite tiles. But this is a very, you know, this is a big platformy spiky area so get ready <laughs> oh yeah and the main mechanic of this first area is that the ceiling 
is coming up and down. Yeah. Or the floor is going up and down. Something think, is yeah. rising or lowering, about to push you into these spikes at the ceiling. Yeah, and you'll come to these big screws that are you can destroy, which will stop it from pulling the ceiling down or whatnot. It's a, it's a pretty cool uh, little thing, I think. Yeah, again, and this level is where a lot of those other mechanics come from that I wish they would have revisited, but I, this is another thing I thought was really good. Yeah. I wish I would have seen again. Yeah. Now, that's the whole front area of this level. Yes. And then you get to a vertical climbing area where you encounter some little grubs for the first time. Yeah, and they are known as the she-worms. All right. <laughs> she-worms. Yeah, but is this the part where the spike floor, you're racing up it? Yeah, so there's a floor coming at you now of spikes. Yeah. And it could look better, maybe. Maybe yeah. not on the, the Game Boy. You can see what they're doing, trying to do there. It's though. not too bad, and this point isn't too terribly difficult. No. But when you get to the top and start hitting left... Then it, the spike wall chases you horizontally. Yeah, and this is where it can, you know... It can get pretty hairy because you get really close because you have to like double or double back. And yeah, there's a lot around. of switchbacks and there's a lot of jumping from rope to rope, which is just a nightmare on its own. Yeah, let alone with that spiked wall behind you. Yeah, because you're you're not going to want to go all the way to the top, but you should. Like, oh yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. It, like it can get very close. I died quite a few times here, um, despite my cheating. Yeah, this is this whole area is just not not fun at all. And then at the very end of this uh, long run from the spiked wall is possibly the worst falling platforms I've experienced <laughs> in a while. It's They're rough, man. Like, you have to jump instantly with your crappy jump. They fall so quickly. The yeah. second you land on them, they start to fall. <laughs> you and have to be on it. You have to not only jump right away, but you have to be as far into that tile as yeah. you can be because yeah. <laughs> you have no time to move forward on it. You better be overlapping. It is. It's a nightmare. And I think there's only, like... They only ever put three in a row because it's physically impossible to, like, make the jump from the third oh, right. to the fourth one. If you yeah. think about the trajectory. Yeah, you won't make it. Yeah. You would be too far back on that fourth tile to have any time <laughs> to get to a th fourth one. Jerks. Anyways, you know, you make it out of that zone, climb up a rope, and then you are at the third. What are they? Primary evil. Primary evil. Yeah, this is the death bat. Oh, I thought it was a gargoyle. Well, it, you can look at the picture. It looks more like a gargoyle or a bird than a death bat, but that's what the names were. Maybe uh, <laughs> that's what they call gargoyles in oh. Transylvania or someplace. Yeah, who knows, man. But yeah, this guy... It's pretty uh, cool looking, actually. I liked it. Yeah, it's a good sprite. You're in a room. You kind of have... There's a little cliff on the top left where he can get to that I don't think you can. Um, and he just kind of swoops down. Yeah, he swoops down into the bottom right corner a lot. So much so that... You can just go to the top right corner. Yeah, you just whip him a bunch. Like, I mean, if you have the fireball, I think he's really easy. You know, not only because he is. You have the range. Because I cheated my way through here. And oh, I, yeah. I still had it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I just kept going up against him over and over with. I, I beat him in seconds because I was shooting him as he was flying back to his resting yeah, I mean, place. I didn't think he was tough even with the leather one, to be right. honest. It was just like. Yeah. He's a very easy pattern to see where he's going to go, and you can be out of his way. I don't think, no does he shoot anything? He might. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was just keeping up my volley of fireballs, yeah. so anything he did shoot, I shot down. Don't give him a chance. No, don't. Well, you should give Stage 4 a chance, because uh, this is really you getting to Castlevania. Um, you'll see the backgrounds pick up again, a lot of like uh, night statues that will come forth, some of them, and attack you. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. You have this grand like hallway. It's as close yeah. as they could do to the entrance hallways of the Castlevania games. Sure, yeah. And you have a lot of uh, 
Panaguchis out here too. So yeah, to a ton of those. And then you also end up seeing some of your old bosses. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, minions, of, masters of evil. What are these things? Primary evils. Primary evils. <laughs> yeah, those Gobanzas will start popping up here for certain. But yeah. they don't have the same amount of health as they do right. as a boss. Yeah. They only take like two or three, maybe four hits. Sure. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not, but there is certainly a lot of stuff to dodge in this level. Yeah. And then as you get right past that first hallway, I love it because then it's like you're getting deeper into the castle. The backgrounds change. You get some yeah. really nice backgrounds of the, the brick walls and some swords on them. Yeah, and you'll get to this point where you'll start those spiked platforms that rise up. You're in, the, you know, you get these like spike rooms where you have to jump these platforms that will start shooting up right away. Yeah. So you kind of have to walk off them or else you get killed. And the mechanic of these spikes are really cool all throughout the level because they They're start out looking yeah. like a normal spike, either vertically or horizontally. And then they will extend as yeah. a danger, but then eventually as a platform as well when they're horizontal. Yeah, you got to jump. You, you know, you got to time it. You could get poked, but, you know, you have to. It, it's a it's a pretty inventive idea, I thought. Yeah, I really, really like it. And it feels like that would be welcome in another Castlevania. I yeah. don't know why they didn't use it. I feel that Mega Man should also steal it. Yeah, yeah. But if you can make it all the way to the top, climbing those vicious spike poles, you will find yourself at the very, very end of the line. Fighting like 10 of those stupid the go-bots. knights. Those yeah. go-bots, man. <laughs> Leader one. No, there, die. there is like literally four in a row. Yeah. And they're all pretty obnoxious. But after that, you'll make it to the big guy himself. Yes. Count Dracula. And Mr. Dracula did not get the memo from Nintendo of America and left some religious iconography yeah. in this game. That's true. There, there were a bunch of crosses on those graves, too, you know? There were crosses on the graves earlier, and... I did not realize that Mr. Dracula was Jewish because he has uh, <laughs> decorated his his room with a couple Star of Davids. Yeah, it's so it's weird. It is. I guess it's safe. You know, it's safer than say a pentagram or. <laughs> yeah. Now his lair or room, as it is, is spike covered on the floor. Mm -hmm. There are a few platforms uh, to rest on, and one large one in the middle. Yeah. Which, when you see that layout, you kind of know what's going to happen. Typically. Yeah. <laughs> and there are places around the room as well to stand and jump around on. Yeah, yeah, but here you're going to see a big hooded Dracula starts appearing and, uh, and teleporting around. This is a cool sprite. Dracula looks yeah. really good. And uh, he kind of reminds me of Jekyll from Ninja Gaiden, mm. the way he's got that robe. I don't know, but he, he teleports around and shoots clusters of bullets at you. Um, he's not, not too tough here. No, uh, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. The bullets don't take off like half your health yeah, or anything yeah. crazy. And thankfully, they're slow too, so you can get around them. Not too badly. And yeah, he doesn't no. really appear in the hardest of places to reach. No, it's not. Yeah. It's not that demanding. And if you cheated your way here and have the full on whip at this point, <laughs> you're hitting him from great distances as well, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, you'll take him down eventually and he will reveal, of course, his second form, which is a big demon bat. Which looks really cool. But it's just a little poorly animated. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty. It looks a lot like the monster, the demon bat boss in the first one, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and he just kind of flies left and right, spawning little bats that he shoots down at you. Uh, but he only takes like four hits or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to avoid those bats. <laughs> I just got. I, I didn't care. I had full health, so I just ran at him. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess not really that surprising since all the bosses are pretty chill in this game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Like many, many parts of this uh, Castlevania, uh, a big change of pace for the series. <laughs> yeah, but you take him down. Dracula, 
the demon bat is destroyed and you get the pretty quick ending. You get the classic Castlevania collapse yeah. scene. Uh, Although the castle looks a little weird. Yeah, it looks different. It looks um, kind of alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got your little guy watching it on the cliff and, you know, the castle destroys. You get some credits. And he looks a little funny, too, due to the fact they can't show, like, the whip coiled in his hand. Yeah, There's yeah. There's not a graphic fidelity for that. So it's just, like, weirdly limply hanging out of his hand. <laughs> He's just been through too much, man. But I did think the vanishing, like the way it crumbled down and like the cloud coming off of it looked really cool. I liked yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, it's the end and then... Um, he leaves. Yeah. He, yeah. He leaves and then it's... Uh, credits. You get... Yeah. After the credits, you'll see um, the the demon bat will rise and fly out of the ruins of Castlevania. And then it says the end without a question mark. Yeah. I really thought... I was like, where's this question mark? I, I, I agree. <laughs> I was not expecting the bat to escape. Yeah. But I do know there is a sequel to this game, and I'm guessing that's where it starts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Belmont's Revenge, right? Yes. Fair enough. Now is the part of the show where we review the game. And of course, we review using the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category with a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Well, I gave this a 3.0. As did I. Okay. I said it has really good music. Great mm-hmm. music, in fact. Uh, the backgrounds look great, and I really like the levels, like the sprites for the bricks and mortar of it all. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it looks good. The, the sprites themselves are vary from okay to bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in the repetitiveness of those sprites is what really kind yeah. of dings things here. You yeah. only fight about five or six enemies That's through the game. all you get, yeah. And then on top of that, the poor animation of those enemies and the bosses in some cases, and even your walking really kind of gets me to <laughs> yeah, a degree. Yeah. Next up is play control. <laughs> I give this a 2.0. I give it a 1.5. I have a question mark next to that because I was, yeah. I was on the fence of going that low. Well, I mean, it's just it's just too slow, man. Yeah, I wrote that I kind of got the hang of it at one point. It's but yeah, but I never liked it. Yeah, it's, that's I the was, problem. I was like, even for a Castlevania, I was like, this is slow, man. My next note is so so slow, <laughs> and the jump is just too far off from what I feel a Belmont should be doing. Yeah, agreed. All right, Nick, what did you uh, rate the challenge factor of this game? Um, I give it a three. Oh, I gave it a four point Okay, I mean, I feel like. Most of the difficulty is from the poor play control. I kind, you know what I mean. Like really, yeah. it's that third, the spike level. Mm-hmm. That's the hard level. Oh yeah, you know, like that's where I was like, all of those points pretty much came from there. The rest of them were pretty straightforward. You know, I might go down to that three point five, but I said, yeah, it's it's hard and too hard. And level three is a deal breaker. Yeah, but the fact that you do get a lot of one ups, there are secret one ups to get, and the unlimited continues. I could see how you know if you owned this game, you could power through. Yeah. And finally, we have theme and fun. Um, I gave this a 1.5. I give it a 2.0. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed the music a lot. I did play with headphones on at certain points, and that's great because yeah. the music's really good. It's true. It has a lot of interesting ideas, and I know I've said that like five times throughout the podcast. Sure, sure. But I really liked them, and it really made me want to do those things with a decent controlling Belmont. Yeah, or maybe if some special weapons like ah, that's really a that really sticks in my crawl you took away my weapons man like this yeah. there's just not a lot of fun to be had in these levels yeah i mean no matter how good they look yeah yep it's just like 
when you, when you get to any of these, you know, tougher areas, maybe, you know, here come some bats from above. It's like, you have no uh, freedom to solve that problem. You just have your dang whip. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, this sucks, man. I don't know. Shame on them. Well, I'm very, very confident in my <laughs> ability to predict the answer to this question. Yes, Chris can. But I am going to ask anyways, and I will ask you, should you play this game? I don't think you should. No, I said nah. Nah, play any other Castlevania console game. Well, I mean... Or maybe the sequel? We It's true, but the, actually, I, Castlevania over the years has had so many portable entries... The majority of them, you know, if you go up into Game Boy Advance or something, like if you want a, a, a Castlevania on the go, this is not the one. Like, Agreed. I love the ones on the Advanced and even the DS, so yeah, I yeah. would recommend picking up one of those any day. And if you see this game, you know, maybe you're a Castlevania completionist, you want to have them all, go for it. Grab it. Try it out. Just know that that third level is going to possibly break all your spirit <laughs> and any level of fun you thought you could have playing a Castlevania game. Well, I mean, and the cartridge is just too small to be a good coaster, so what's the point? Ouch. Next week's game will be Guardian Legend for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can, grab your controller, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything uh, we got wrong or forgot, or you just want to let us know why you're wrong for liking Castlevania Adventure, you can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll get back to you or more likely you'll get in touch with us on facebook yeah because yeah. no one likes email apparently oh but that's okay because we have a page at cartridge command and we do love hearing from you there as uh we also update our twitter at cart command if you want to mm. know when new shows are out oh yeah please subscribe to this on whatever device you listen to podcasts on and share your love of this show or your disdain of it with a friend <laughs> At least enough so that they will listen and, and know what you're complaining about. Yeah, yeah. But we can never complain about those fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Oh, yeah. In fact, we have a special cartridge commando out there, Mr. Dale. Oh, yeah. He donated at our one of our higher levels, and we must thank him on air. Not because yeah. we have to, but because we are so grateful and appreciative of his support. No, yes. Thanks a lot, Dale, and uh, I wish I was as good as you are at Street Fighter. But we also thank every other member that gives to us, even at the $1 donation level. Every little bit helps, and we're just amazed that anyone would be willing to give to just a couple guys like us who are doing a thing they love but don't really know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game on! This is the part of the show where we take this game level by level. But first, I'm going to move my coffee <laughs> and my notebook so that I can better access this screen. Yeah. Mmm.